Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. A great day to have a great day. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside the three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony. So much to cover from an intriguing Super Wild Card Sunday yesterday as the Packers absolutely stun the Dallas Cowboys who are out early in the playoffs once again. Death taxes and early Cowboys exits and the Detroit yeah. Lions get their first playoff win in 32 years. Plus, we got two games that we got to get into tonight that have bettable action on the board, Michael. But first, what was just your general reaction from what we saw yesterday? Well, we know anything in single elimination can, you know, it's just about who's not the better team, but who played better on that day. Yesterday, the better team clearly was Green Bay in the first game from the start. You know, and they just, you know, look, let's face it. uh, Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, all those guys were in Atlanta with Dan Quinn. And you could just see that Matt LaFleur had great command over what Dan Quinn was doing defensively. Great command. Never caught him off guard. A little bit of struggles early in the game to block, but once Love moved around the pocket and got away with it and made throws to a wide-open Romeo Dobbs, they moved the ball, controlled it for half of the quarter. But by taking the ball, he basically said to the Cowboys, you're frontrunners. You're frontrunners. If I get ahead of you, you won't catch me, and I'm going to keep scoring. And I don't think Mike McCarthy realized what he was getting into. I think Mike McCarthy thought, oh, nice team. They lost the New York Giants. You know, they barely beat the Carolina Panthers. You know, they lost to Tampa Bay at home. How good can they be? Well, you know, that's a different team that played yesterday than lost that wasn't in those games. The defense played better at a higher level. And Jordan Love has just been getting better and better and better. And so when his play calling starts out the game, Stormy, It's a real conservative. I mean, they went down the field and scored, and I said to myself, watching the game, Mike, go Canadian football here. You got to score. You got to move the football. You can't get in too many of these third downs, or you don't want to go behind 14 to nothing or 21. And and eventually, by the turnover and the mistakes he did, and then he got so far behind he couldn't catch up. I, I think really twofold. I think they misjudged how really good this Packer offense is because one thing I know for sure, they couldn't cover them. 
Like their game plan and their adjustment plan by Dan Quinn could not cover them. Which is shocking to me, considering we all know the playoff history for the Dallas Cowboys. How you have a no-show like that seems just absolutely unacceptable, which is why you're getting the questions about Mike McCarthy. And Dan Quinn, he's not worried. He's getting, you know, head coaching interviews all over the place. So he's doing just fine, it appears. Yeah, it goes back to what I said, though, Stormy, from the very beginning. This is a perfect example of what I said. There's only two people in the building that are paid to win the head coach, and the general manager. Other than that, Dan Quinn can have a horrible day like he did yesterday, and he's got three head coaching interviews. 48 points that Dallas gave up in this one, the most in franchise history for a playoff game. The Green Bay Packers, now the first seven seed to win a playoff game. They do it as the youngest team in the league this year on the road against a team that had won 16 straight games at home. Uh, Dallas has now, by the way, lost three playoff games when favored by a touchdown or more. And one of the things that we talked about yesterday coming into this game was that all of the pressure we know that's on this Green Bay team, could this, I mean, that's on this Packers team, Oh my gosh, why do I keep saying it? Cowboys team, could the Packers come out and just be young and be loose and go out there and play with house money? And it yeah. appears that's what they did. And and then also let's talk about game two of the day, the nightcap, the Detroit Lions, who, boy, did they want this. Such a deserving team after all that they have been through historically. So happy for the fans for them to get that win. But it felt like at times that the Rams were going to take over the way they were getting to the red zone. They just couldn't capitalize. You know, look, I thought Raheem Morris did a great job with his adjustments. He gives up a ton of yards in the first half. In the second half, he holds the Lions to 86 yards and three first downs and three points before the final drive of the game. Now, where the Rams couldn't cash in is they're 0 for 3 in the red zone and 0 for 1 on goal to go. And the Lions were perfect in both situations, 3 for 3 and 2 for 2. But this game was really the Rams were the better team. The Rams 7.7 yards per play, the Lions 61. They both had 55 plays. Both teams struggled on third down. But here's where this game reinforces what's wrong with the Cowboys. It reinforces it from the standpoint that the Lions needed to make a couple plays in the fourth quarter to really offset what was going on. And Hutchinson did that. They stayed in there. They hung tough. They fought. They kept fighting. Hutchinson gets the sack on third and four. He gets the holding call, I mean. And then they have to. And then he gets pressure again, and they've got to throw it early. Yes, I know it was pass interference. They didn't mm-hmm. call it. But their defense made the plays that they had to make. Credit to Aaron Glenn and his adjustments in the second half. Because, look, he holds Cooper Cup to 27 yards, kind of slowed down the running game, and really beat up Matthew Stafford. That poor guy, I don't know if he could play this week. Yeah. I mean, if I told you he had broken ribs and a, and a broken finger, you, would, you wouldn't flinch. You'd say, probably, that's right. He's so tough, and he played so good. And, and Puka played really well. But to me, the Lions just showed the physical and mental toughness they needed to find a way to win the game in the fourth quarter. Yep, 24-23. So they win outright in advance, but the Lions do cover the three-point spread. Total, despite having 38 points scored in the first half, ends up staying under the closing number of 54. When it, so we got Lions-Packers... Chiefs and Texans, who of that group of, of teams that have won and advanced are the, the most dangerous moving forward and maybe the most vulnerable as well, Michael? Well, I think Houston playing outside in Baltimore will be vulnerable. Their defense, you know, one of the things they have with their defense, and we saw it on Saturday afternoon, is their ability to use their quickness and speed to penetrate, create negative plays. 
and when and with the crowd noise, especially in their favor, they won't have that in Baltimore. And Baltimore played him in the opener, so they'll know Baltimore. Stroud's a much better player then than he was now than he was then. And he moved the ball on Baltimore in that game. He had three drives of over 10 plays. They just couldn't put it in the end zone. I think Houston's defense, I'm not sure they can play as well as they could against a very good Baltimore offense. And I think when you look at Kansas City, you know, they found a way to win a tough environment. 41 throws. Now, if Buffalo wins, you know, that'll be a tough game going back into Buffalo. We see the weather. I don't even know how people are going to sit in the stands in this Buffalo game. But I have no idea. You know, in Philadelphia, if they have to go to Detroit because they beat Tampa – I think that's going to be a tough out. Tampa and Philly will have a tough time with Detroit because Detroit is very good throwing the football, and I think Ben Johnson's done a good job, and they can keep scoring in terms of as long as Goff doesn't make that mistake. So, I I mean, Houston's got a tough road. So does Green Bay. I don't understand how they're a a nine-and-a-half-point dog, but Green Bay is going to be a tough out for San Francisco because they can't cover them. These receivers are good for for the Green Bay. Yeah, that spread, I'll be honest with you, as a 49ers fan and someone that, watched that watches that team closely thinks that they are great and a Super Bowl contender, rightfully so, that number caught me off guard. I did not expect it to be a double-digit spread right off the jump. And as TG told us, he initially thought 10 and a half. Um, but okay, let's go to today because you, you mentioned the weather with that Steelers at Bills game obviously had to be postponed yesterday with the crazy winter storm that came through. I saw some photos of the field this morning. Looks much better than the chaotic images and videos that were coming through my social media feed yesterday. Still going to be very cold. Still going to have some wind there, just not nearly as intense as we saw yesterday. Hence why the total has been from as low as 33 to now 38 and a half double digit spread in this one as well what are some of your initial thoughts for tonight well I still think it's going to come down to you know they're going to run the ball here's what I think we learned watching the cold cold game in Kansas City it's hard to tackle in cold weather right it's really hard to tackle in cold weather because it's you know you're cold your body's not loose uh, the pat everything's it's like hitting a baseball in cold weather with a with a wooden bat you know you'd go out there and your hands just stung when you hit it i think this is and look we're still going to have 12 mile an hour winds we're still going to have teen uh, you know 20 degree going lower into the teens the field's not heated underneath right so it's going to be a little slippery and you're going to have to manage the game. And this is and what Pittsburgh wants to do is make this a, a run-the-football type of game and keep it low scoring, especially considering they're a 10-point dog. I mean, the, the total has gone up because the weather changed, but the spread has stayed the same. I, and I think Pittsburgh, they've got to make a few plays down the field, try to eliminate – Try to try to win first down to eliminate being in so many third downs because I think if Rudolph has to be in third down quite a bit, it'll be hard for him. And, of course, the big loss in that game, no T.J. Watt for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's why we saw yeah. that number get up to the double digits. We'll talk that game at length when we come back from the break with Dan Fates, Bills reporter. He's going to join us from... The, the bitter cold, so do not envy his job today. And we'll also Antarctica. I mean, he's in Minsk. That's where exactly. he is right now. He's in Minsk, Russia. I mean, uh, it's probably warmer there. Exactly, yeah. Do not envy that situation sitting in my comfy, warm studio today. Uh, that game, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern kickoff on CBS. Then the nightcap, 5.15 Pacific, 8.15 Eastern on ESPN and ABC is Eagles Bucks. And that spread, we have seen a little bit of, of buyback. People betting in on the Buccaneers that that's two and a half now at DraftKings. 
Yeah, I, I, that's interesting because, you know, I don't have enough information on where Mayfield is. He is truly Jekyll and Hyde in terms of how he played. When he was in Green Bay, you thought it was the second coming of Bart Starr. Everybody wanted Joe Barry fired after what he did up there. And then when you watch him the last two weeks against the Saints and against the Panthers, couldn't move the ball. They kicked three field goals against the Panthers to win. Now, they've got the right kind of team in terms of their passing game to attack Philly. The problem is, can they run the ball? You can run the ball on Philly. You do not want to get into a 40-pass game against Philadelphia because they will make a play with their rush. And I think the longer this game goes with the heat, the rain, the humidity, which is there, and this Eagle team, which is not in great shade in their defensive front, they're not a great conditioned front. They don't play five plays in a row. I think you can really – they're going to move the ball. But a lot of that is predicated on are they healthy enough. Yep. So, again, Baker Mayfield, he's got the bruised ribs and the ankle issue. Jalen Hurts dealing with a – he had a dislocated middle finger on his throwing hand, but – no fracture when the x-rays came back. No A.J. Brown for this game either. Uh, we'll discuss that game a little bit more when Mike Pritchard joins the show. But it is Dan Fates, Bills reporter of 13 WHAM, who's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Again, that website, omahasteaks.com slash vsin. Minimum purchase may apply. This is... 
the Lombardi line. We're on day three of NFL Super Wild Card double headers with the Bears with the Bills Steelers game postponed until today due to inclement weather and and dangerous conditions. Yesterday, Bills a ten point home favorite in the game. Total up to thirty eight and a half with some of those conditions getting better today. Dan Fates, Bills reporter and sports anchor at ABC thirteen WHAM, also uh, mans the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel at Highmark Stadium as we speak. And I was gonna, you know, I usually ask how you doing but i already know the answer is cold right <laughs> yeah cold and as i we just got through here traffic wasn't great again the snow removal is still underway and i think the first thing you know that you notice is that there's still probably 70 the seats in the lower bowl are still covered shovelers are still working here they've been working since 2 a.m this morning to try and clear some seats but uh if you're coming to the game or you're going to see it you will see some uh, fans with some cold butts that's for sure <laughs> How are they getting people to the game? I mean, are the roads better? Yeah, yeah, roads are much better, Mike. Um, the, the storm has pretty much passed. It kind of let up around 9, 10 o'clock, the, the snow band of lake effect snow. If you're familiar with that, it pretty much just affects the area that it's in. And that lifted north. Um, so the, the roads, our drive-in, we just got in about you know 30 minutes ago. Not too bad. It's getting rid of all this snow now, which is the problem. For the first time that I've ever been covering this team the last seven years, there was a shuttle from a, about a, a strip mall that's close by that fans could park there and be bussed in because some of the lots, some of the parking area is still just covered with snow that they haven't been able to get rid of ahead of this game. Well, and you know that the fans are still going to be out there in full force because Bill's Mafia is as crazy as can be, so credit them. But I mean, I'm mean, i sure that when you got into sports reporting, you didn't expect to have to be a weatherman as well. What impact do you think this will have on the game today? I think this is a break in some ways for the Bills because the conditions are not nearly as bad as what they were yesterday. And I know the story is, is how do you move that game yesterday, all these things. It was a public safety issue more than it was anything else. If, even if the Bills... The big joke around here in Western New York is why don't they build a dome? Even if the Bills had a dome yesterday, the game would have still been postponed. That's how bad the weather was. It was a hazard to drive, a state of emergency, all of those things. But when it comes to this game, it's cold. It's a little windy, maybe 15 miles per hour, but nowhere near the 30, 35, 40 mile per hour gusts that, that you know were here in Western New York yesterday. So I think that gives the Bills a break because we know how well Josh Allen can throw the football through the wind, all of those things. And, we know how much of a passing game the Bills rely on. Not necessarily the Steelers. I think yesterday if the game would have been played in brutal conditions like that, the ground game would have been a more of a factor. I think there will be more uh, of a chance to throw the ball here this afternoon in Orchard Park compared to yesterday. And where, with Gabe Davis out, right, what do you think this yeah. will be more of a 12 personnel grouping, which is what they use quite a bit with Knox and Kincaid, or do you, do you think they'll have another, they'll be able to get into their 11 personnel grouping? I think they'll still stick with a lot of the 11 personnel grouping. I think a guy that has really stepped up, even with Gabe going down last week and, and things like that, Khalil Shakir. He's mm -hmm. kind of this unknown guy. He was a, a fifth-round draft pick, I think, two years ago out of Boise State. And over the last few weeks, you listen to Sean McDermott and Josh Allen talk about him. They always say that he's always in the right spot. He's dependable. He's caught like 92% of the passes thrown in his direction this season. It's incredible. His catch success rate, all of those things. Last week, he was targeted six times, caught six passes for almost 100 yards, a career day. He's becoming a guy that Josh can depend on. I'm not saying he's Cole Beasley-like shiftiness, but what I'm saying is that he has that safety blanket role and that trust that Josh has in him. So with Gabe out, 
you lose a lot of that down the field threat that Gabe can bring those big chunk plays. But Khalil Shakir has been one of those guys in the spot that's been a security blanket for Josh that has emerged in this offense recently. Sports anchor and Bills reporter Dan Fates joining us live on the Lombardi line. And, and on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, I know you have a segment, Uncle Dan's Best Bets, and you were looking at some props for this game as well. But that was the thought process that the game was going to be played earlier. I know you were looking at rushing props specifically for Josh Allen. Still yeah. have interest there, or what are you looking at? Yeah, I still do. I, I think we've seen, especially since Joe Brady has taken over, um, he hasn't been afraid to let Josh Allen use his legs. And, and that's what we have seen the last few weeks. And this team has kind of been saying that they've been in playoff mode for the last month and a half. And Sean McDermott talked about it. Yeah, they'd love to protect their quarter of a billion dollar investment. But right now it is, everything's on the line. And we saw what he did in Miami. Just some of the runs that Josh has, the, the team feeds off that. He is, you know, for as good as James Cook has been running the ball at times and being a pro bowler in this offensive line, this game still is going to rely on Josh Allen. And as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and uses his legs, he's such a threat. And as the weather gets worse, and I don't think there's anybody that the Bills, especially if I think they get ahead in this game, I think they try and grind this game out. There's nobody more that they trust having the ball in his hands than Josh Allen. James Cook has had some fumble concerns. So I think if you like the Bills to win, I think you're going to get a lot of Josh Allen power sweeps. You're going to get some um, – design quarterback runs and maybe a couple kneel downs at the end. I got it earlier in the week at over eight and a half rushing attempts. I was driving up today. I saw it at nine and a half. I was plus money now, but I still think that Josh in these conditions, it's not, it's better than yesterday, but I still think Josh is, his legs are going to be a factor. And the turnovers, I mean, what, what's their reaction in Buffalo to cut down the turnovers? I mean, they've had seven turnovers yeah. over the last three weeks, right? I mean, two of them, yeah. uh, you know, three in the Los Angeles, three in Miami. I mean, they're fortunate that the, the Patriots were in such a giving mood when they played at home. But, like, what are, they, what are they saying about how can they get Josh to stop turning this ball over? It's part of – what it is, I know that's a dumb excuse and a dumb reason, but Josh even talked about it this week. He never wants to turn the ball over, but not all interceptions and not all turnovers are created the same. He talked about last week he had a terrible one in the red zone that he just can't do. His one, the second interception, it's a fourth and two. He throws it up. It's pretty much like a punt. It wasn't a back-breaking turnover. And then he had another one where he was strip-sacked. Those two, the, 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 the two in the red zone were killers. They took direct points off the board. But besides that, that's kind of what you're going to live with with Josh Allen. He's still going to take chances. He's still going to be that guy. I don't think he's as concerned about it as we were earlier in the season. And Mike, do I know why? Because they've been winning the last few games. You turn the ball over and lose. Turnovers get talked about a whole lot more. You turn the ball over and survive somehow and win. And it kind of gets brushed under the rug. He's had at no least one interception in every game but three this year, which is crazy. Yeah. Minus 140 to throw a pick today. That's that. That's always the telling thing is the price on yeah. the picks for somebody. Um, when it comes to like winning and losing this game today, should the Bills somehow lose as a double-digit favorite in this spot, what do you think of, yeah. of McDermott and his job security? Well, you know, it's, that's a really good question because we all saw what happened with Dallas and in there last week, yesterday. Um, I think Sean McDermott has proven that he's been a really good defensive coordinator and that he has weathered this. When this team was six and six and ridden off and that, you know, that the locker room had turned on them, this team rallied together. I'll never forget. I was here on Monday night when they lost to Denver and just in embarrassing fashion, having 12 guys on the field at the end of the game, Denver kicks the game winning field goal at the end. Mitch, I, I've never seen Josh Allen so despondent at a press conference. 
Mitch Morris was sitting next to him, the Bills veteran center, and he said, this is where good teams come together. And they have. And since then, they've rattled off five straight wins. They've rallied around their head coach. You've seen it in the locker room. You've seen it with, with, with their play. Their defense has been a big part of that. I, I understand if they lose this game, it's horrific. But I think what Sean McDermott has proven is that he still has the voice and he still has control of that locker room. And honestly, driving up here today, I don't know many more defensive coordinators that I would rather have calling a game right now than Sean McDermott in the way that his defense, with all the injuries that they have had to deal with, has been playing this season. Dan. Douglas, is he going to be healthy for the game, Dan? Yeah, it sounds like he wants to play. Um, I know he's been day-to-day. He even tweeted out, I think, when the game got moved, that was good news for him to give him a little bit more rest. He talked about wanting to come back in that game on Sunday night down in Miami, but Dane Jackson had played really well in the time being, and they kind of shut him down. So I would expect Rasul Douglas to play in this one, Mike. Dan, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for the time today. We really appreciate you, and and stay warm out there. I hope you've got the the heat warmers, the battery-powered jacket, all the things. (laughs) Appreciate it as always, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's Dan Fates doing a great job covering the Buffalo Bills, also um, covering sports locally in Rochester at ABC 13 WHAM. You can follow him at Dan Fates on Twitter, but it's spelled F-E-T-E-S for clarification. Because he mentioned Khalil Shakir um, and the way that he has been a good security blanket as of late, mm-hmm. looked up his prop over 34 and a half, the receiving yards number for him. He's gone over that number the last three games, including six for six and 105 against the Miami Dolphins in his last game. So food for thought if you have any yeah, interest I on mean, Shakir. Yeah, we don't have Gabe Davis, and he's a guy they're throwing the football too. So I think there's no question especially they're going to throw it. I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes throw it 41 times in worse conditions. Josh Allen, they're going to try to throw the ball today. Yeah, I'm looking to him as well as maybe Dalton Kincaid as it looks to props overs, if I, yeah. if I were to go that way. Uh, we're going to step aside. VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard, former NFL wideout, is going to join us next, get his reaction to the wild card weekend, as well as what's to come tonight. We'll be right back. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. And when you use our promo code here for the Lombardi line, it'll give you an extra 10% off that annual subscription. Promo code Lombardi. Again, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. This is the Lombardi line. Stormy Bon and Tony and Michael Lombardi with you. Excited to welcome into the program Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, spent a decade in the league, now doing great work with us as a lead NFL analyst here at VSIN, Pritch. It's been a, a busy couple of days getting super wild card weekend going. H- how'd you make out over the weekend, first and foremost? Well, Stormy Michael, great to be with you. Uh, I love this weekend. Uh, I would have loved it even more if Dallas uh, would have showed up. Uh, I, you know, my teaser uh, <laughs> situation's dead with Buffalo. Uh, it got delayed. I was on the fence. What's going on with this game? Uh, but it doesn't matter now. Uh, but looking to maybe pr- participate in game. Uh, I, I think uh, what the playoffs has showed so far, um, certainly if you have a good quarterback like Matthew Stafford in, in, in L.A., right? I mean, that, that was like if you are entertaining teasers, that's a good one. Like a good quarterback uh, in an underdog situation, uh, certainly looking for those. But uh, the biggest surprise, obviously, has been the Cowboys and, and their lackluster performance, the inability to show up, the inability to look prepared. Uh, and that that really uh, has ruined my weekend so far. But we, we still have a couple games to go, though. Mike, let's take this from a player's perspective, right? You're Jerry Jones. You know, you've had this great season. 
Do you worry that the players might lack confidence in McCarthy in terms of getting them ready for the big game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, I think as a player, you're questioning everything. Like we did everything right during a regular season. Uh, and therefore you qualify for the playoffs. You're the second seed, right? Um, you know, and, and so why do we show up in these situations repeatedly uh, with this head coach and not, or feel underprepared or, or feel like we're not part of the game plan? Like one of the things that I noticed, uh, and, and I think the announcers talked about it was, was CeeDee Lamb and, and certainly some of the playmakers on offense um, not feeling a part of the game, right? And that's inexcusable. How how do you get to the playoffs to not find rhythm offensively? Uh, Mike Mike Holmgren, Mike uh, Mike Shanahan. I mean, they all said the same kind of things. You know, the season is a collection of quizzes. We got to fight, figure this out uh, along the way. We got to fix some issues along the way uh, if we have them. But once we get to the playoffs, you know, it's about matchups. It's about uh, the hot hand. It's about making sure that we are in rhythm and dictating out there. And so. I was shocked that offensively they didn't do that until the second half. Uh, and then defensively, uh, I, I don't know if Quinn was distracted or not, but uh, that was just a poor, poor performance by that Cowboys defense at home. Well, uh, he certainly, you mentioned distractions, certainly yeah, has all these head coaching opportunities and interviews that he's busy scheduling and lining up, but it was a rough defensive performance. You talk about dictating. That was the Packers, and it started from their decision with the coin toss when they won the toss not to defer, but say, no, we want to take the ball first, and we're going to do this, this, and this. To your point about the offense for Dallas, CeeDee Lamb didn't have his first reception until 2.06 of the second quarter when they were already down 20 to nothing, and his next target was Dak's pick six. So it it was just a mess all across the board, a total no-show. Meanwhile, how about the Detroit Lions, who, after years and years of just being brutal and not being able to come close to this point, have their first playoff win in what feels like forever? Yeah, since I played, to be honest with you, Stormy, I mean, that has been a long time coming uh, for Detroit. Uh, but credit to them, uh, you know, they started off and, and they took advantage of the early energy uh, I think that first opportunity for the Rams uh, inside the red zone uh, was something that they wish they could have back, uh, you know, as he settled for a field goal right there. But uh, even later on in the game, I, I you know, I'm not going to question McVay because I thought he's done a fantastic job uh, this entire year coaching this group of players. But, you know, with Matthew Stafford in that environment, uh, I don't know about playing the ball away. You know, you can second guess. That. I think a lot of people will, uh, but maybe an opportunity to get one more in possession as we know in playoffs, everything is heightened. Everything is more important. Every situation is, is vital. Uh, and it's like, you, you know, you're going to have a reduced number of plays too, uh, a reduced number of possessions. It's just like, okay, why give that opportunity away? Uh, even though the clock was in your favor, but uh, I, I, there was just missed opportunities by the Rams, but credit the lions uh, for holding on and doing enough to get that victory. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was. I mean, they had 86 yards in the second half. They made two plays really in the second half. Uh, Hutchinson's pressure on Stafford, who I thought was remarkable, uh, right. really was a difference. I'm not sure that the Lions are the better team, Mike. I don't know what you thought, but watching the game and going back over it again today, I I'm really not – other than the situations where they played great in the red zone and the Rams didn't, I'm not sure about that one. I mean, look, I still think Detroit's a good team, but – I think Sean McVay is going to be kicking himself for a while on that game. He is right. And, and like you just mentioned, and, and, and he knows this too. I mean, I think the reduced number of plays and possessions is so vital. And 
Uh, I, I think when you have a quarterback like that and the aggressiveness that you can have and display on offense, uh, maybe more creativity or maybe there's one more play in there that you wish you would have called. Uh, but on the other side with the Lions, I, the clips or, or the cutaways to the sideline and the fellas looking at the scoreboard all the time. I mean, you don't want to see that, right? Uh, and that to me was a tell that they're scoreboard watching. Uh, and that's something they're going to have to fix. I, I don't know if they'll notice that. I don't know if they'll self-scout that. Uh, maybe they got the monkey off their back here with that first playoff win uh, and they'll be better uh, next time out. Uh, but yeah, they, they need to finish a game. They can't hold on uh, in the playoffs and think that they're going to get to the Super Bowl that way. Beeson host and lead NFL analyst Mike Pritchard joining us here on the Lombardi line also spent a decade in the league as a wide receiver. When it comes to tonight, you mentioned that you're going to probably have maybe a live betting approach. Do you go into a game with a live betting game plan, like specific things that you're looking for, or do you just wait and see where the game takes you? I do. I do. I, I want to see if um, teams can evolve. If teams have uh, an answer to ad for adjustments, for, for instance, uh, you know, we all prepare for a game plan. We all think that our game plan is going to work. Uh, but when it doesn't work and when we're having some obstacles or, or some adversity setting in, what else can we get to? And I think if you look at Pittsburgh, for instance, they do have some featured matchups that they can get to uh, against Buffalo, I believe. I think they have some advantages there. Uh, will they get to it, though? Or will they play such a conservative game plan uh, that they're not going to have that opportunity, right? Uh, and then on the other side, Buffalo... This is a this is a huge test for them because Buffalo has not proven themselves over the last few years to be a physical football team to propel them to a Super Bowl. Well, here here you go, the Pittsburgh Steelers in your face uh, to see how physical you are because I know I know Tomlin's going to want that type of game. Uh, Josh Allen's going to have to use his legs. I think if we do see the six eligible element uh, from Buffalo, that'll be interesting. Uh, even though Pittsburgh they see that twice a year with Lamar Jackson in their own division. Uh, that's why I think Pittsburgh could be prepared for it. So if there's any type of um, slowness to this Buffalo offense, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if a turnover or two could could turn the tide uh, and therefore kind of favor Pittsburgh. So that's those are the things I'm going to be looking for in this football game. The first one uh, out the gate here on Monday. How about the night one? Do you have a feel? I can't, you know, I don't know who's healthy and who's not for, for the quarterback situation. We had Howard Eskin on. He said that, Hertz was healthy. He feels like he's right. going to, but without A.J. Brown, how good are they? <clears throat> What's your thoughts on this one? Well, Michael, they relied on a big play a lot this year, and I think that's hampered uh, Philly. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a new coordinator and his philosophy and how they wanted to to feature the big play. And, you know, that, that's such a low percentage opportunity a lot of times. Uh, without A.J. Brown, where are you going to get that big play? Where are you going to generate that from? Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how they uh, evolve or adapt to that. Uh, they, they're not a great running team. They, we would think that they could rev, rev it up a little bit, right? But Shane Steichen's not there. Uh, it's Brian Johnson, a former quarterback himself, too. So defensively, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in what they're doing. I don't think they have confidence in what they're doing as they switch coordinators as well. So there's an opportunity for Tampa. I, Tampa can run the football. I, I like the physical element that they have uh, and utilize play action, uh, which would help Baker. But if, if he's dropping back a lot and, and putting himself in a situation where he could absorb some punishment, uh, that can wear on the quarterback, too. So this, was, this is a tough one. This is another endgame approach for me. Um, I entertain a teaser uh, with Baker at home, but I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger on that one. So 
Uh, I, I, I like the fact that I'm going into these games fresh uh, and certainly looking to end game uh, or find an opportunity in game if I can get one. You and me, Pritch, always ones to entertain a teaser. I love it. Uh, one last <laughs> thing before we hit the break. We did see a double digit spread come out as the opener for the 49ers right. and Packers. Do you think that was maybe a little too big? Woo. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, San Francisco has so much offense uh, and they can evolve to so many different things. And then, you know, defensively, it, that's going to be different than what Dallas Dallas was susceptible to uh, the style of play. The exact same offenses, by the way, uh, Dallas and, and Green Bay, similar to what we're going to see uh, with San Francisco. But I, I just think San Francisco has so many more adjustments. I don't lay double digits uh, if that's uh, no. if that's a direct answer to your question, though. Their defense better be <laughs> better than what we saw from the Cowboys. My goodness. Pritch, you're awesome. Thanks for right. doing this, buddy. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Have a great Pritch. day. That's Mike Thank Pritchard. You. Follow him on X at M.I. Pritchard. We will be back wrapping things up. Get Michael's final thoughts on the games coming up this evening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. An official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use that code Vegas. The crown is yours. This is the Lombardi line on a Monday. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. We're wrapping things up here, giving out our final thoughts on today's doubleheader as we wrap up this super wild card weekend. Steelers Bills will be getting us going today, 4.30 Eastern on CBS, followed by the nightcap Eagles Bucks at 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN. The the big news, of course, with that Buffalo game getting moved from yesterday to today and having Dan Fates on who covers the Bills. He's at Highmark Stadium today. He said the weather is significantly better than yesterday, Michael. Hence why we are seeing that total <laughs> up from 33 to now 39. I mean, significantly better is all relative, right? It's still <laughs> going to be 20 with 12 Fair. mile, 15 mile an hour winds like like. 
we're talking like they didn't move the game to St. Bart's. Like, it's not going to be that nice, right? Like, yeah, let's calm but, down here. But on the it's plus side, nobody has to drive the snowmobile to the stadium today. So that's the perk, right? It, yeah, that's the one perk. And I don't know where people are going to sit. I mean, Dan said they still don't have the lower bowl emptied out. I mean, if you have a ticket, you're going to be standing. I just hope the Bills are really good and there's no snowball fights between Steeler fans, which are driving up from, you know, Buffalo to, you know, it's not that far, oh, yeah. right? So they can get there. Uh, I don't, you know, you just don't want to see all that snow, ice. Those are heavy snowballs to be tossing around. Sure. Did you see, by the way, in the Kansas City-Miami game, all of the the beers? Like, imagine spending $24 on a beer and then having no. it completely hard as a rock. No, I, I can't even imagine it. I, I mean, I, I all I would have been doing is drinking hot chocolate and just, yeah. I mean, look, I'd had, I forgot to ask Dan how many layers he had on. Like, you've got to have, like, 20 layers on. So, I, I know at least in games, so I've never done one that is, that cold but um i've had it cold enough to where like my phone would completely turn off and you're just your mouth doesn't move properly when you're trying to do hits on television (laughs) which is always fun i have like heated jackets though that are battery powered and so that at least helps your you know helps you out a little bit than um just layers hey big news though stormy big news caleb williams has declared for the draft, even no. though he doesn't have ownership in a team yet. Yes, what? he's coming out. So there it is. We don't have ownership in a team. Pete Thamel is reporting that he's going to enter the draft. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he's in partnership with uh, the Chicago Bears to, you know, pick their next offensive coordinator. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's coming into the league, so good for him. I'm stunned. I had no idea that Caleb Williams was going to declare for the draft. Hmm. Uh, that that whole situation shocking, is funny. Right? But you yeah. know what, Michael? Michael, we have months that yes. we are going to be talking about Caleb Williams when we're not going to have football on our television screen. So tonight, let's make sure that we are focused on the task yeah. at hand here. When push comes to shove, um, how do you think that things are going to play out here for this first game? Well, I think it's a really tough matchup for Pittsburgh. I mean, Mason Rudolph on the road, they rely on the explosive play. They're going to have to run the football. Can they run the ball on Buffalo in that stadium, you know, where the crowd noise isn't in their favor? They can't have negative plays. Buffalo lives off of those. And they're going to have to throw the football. This is not Seattle's defense that they were able to run on a couple weeks ago out in Seattle. They're going to have to make some plays in the passing game in terms of down the field. And with Pickens and Johnson and Fryer Muth back, they can do that. The problem is, can they get control of the game with their defense? Can they stop Buffalo's run game? Because they want to run it too now with Cook and with Allen as the main back. So, you know, you're not – Diggs hasn't hurt anybody. You're not worried about Diggs making those big plays as much as you are – controlling the run game and defending the middle of the field. I just think it's a hard game. I think weather helps Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Weather will help Pittsburgh. They're going to need some drops. And look, Josh Allen's going to have to turn the ball over for them to win the game. There's no doubt about it. If Josh Allen plays a clean game, I don't see how Pittsburgh wins. The thing is, do we really believe that Josh Allen can play a clean game? Because that's something I can't talk myself into. Yeah, I can't either. Oh. I, I can't talk myself into that. In terms of, you know, because you go back and watch it, it's a 26 to 21 New England loss, and New England turned it over four times and missed a field goal. And yet they're five points within it. This line's 10 points, and Pittsburgh plays better, and they play with a lot more urgency, and they're together. 
There's a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin. Could this be he's going to go? There's been reports he's going to go talk to his family at the end of the year to decide what he wants to do. We shall see. Yeah. But I, I, one thing about Pittsburgh, I like them. This game without J.J. Watt, when it was the weather game, I didn't know if Watt's influence was going to be as as important because it was going to be a run game with 40-mile-an-hour winds in, in either direction, right? <clears throat> it wasn't going to be a passing game. Now that it is more of a passing game, we saw Mahomes throw it 41 times in the bitter cold of Kansas City, so we know Allen's going to throw it. I think that's what's really going to bother them. Now, look, the, the Patriots gave their tackles, Spencer Brown and Dawkins, they gave them trouble with their rush on the outside. And, and Pittsburgh still can rush the passer a little bit, so even without Watt. So that, that's going to be the, the, the Bills' offensive line is going to have to play well today as well. Yeah, and I, I do think that the Bills are going to win. Ten points just feels like a, a lot for me. I'm not 100% yeah. sold on betting Pittsburgh just yet, but, I mean, even looking at their recent game log in this five-game win streak, they only won one of those games by that margin. All the rest of them have been one-score close games in the ones that they have won. Um, as far as props go in this game, there's no Gabe Davis for Buffalo in this spot. So when we were talking to Dan earlier, he said that Khalil Shakir could be worth targeting his yards prop set at 34 and a half. And he has gone over that number in each of the last three games. I also have interest in Dalton Kincaid. He's been targeted seven or eight times the last two games, had 84 yards at Miami, 87 against New England's defense. His prop sitting there at 35 and a half, some 36 and a half that with, with that one going up. But um, I think that both of them could see increased targets. And then same thing when you look for the, uh, for, for the Eagles, Bucks game later today without AJ Brown. Maybe Devontae Smith is a beneficiary. Maybe you can find somebody else and target one of their overs, which leads us to our pro tip of the day. With players like that out today, consider who you think is going to replace that production. Um, prop betting, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, again, free pro tips at vcin.com. Michael, but let's go to that second game of the day, I, then I, Eagles I and like Bucks. That. I yep. like that pro tip, though. Let me, let me just, on, on one thing, Shakir. It's a good tip because remember we were talking about how Cooper Cup, you know, less than 50% in terms of success rate with targets to catches. Well, Shakir is almost, he's at 74%. Mm. I mean, if they throw him the ball, he's catching it, he's open. And that's something you want to play, especially in a prop where his number's so low. Those last three games, he had three catches on three targets, 45 yards against New England. Four targets, four catches, 39 yards. And then against Miami, six targets, six catches, 105 yards. He's caught everything that's come his way as of late. Uh, but let's wrap things up here talking about that Eagles-Bucks game. Eagles laying three. We've seen oh it toggle back and forth throughout the last two hours that we've been on the air between that two and a half at three. Back at three now. How's it going to play out? I think the under's in play. I, I, I really okay. do. I, I wish I felt better about I felt better about the ability of the Bucks to run the ball because you can run the ball on Philly. You can, I mean, Arizona ran it beautifully. They ran a, had a great game plan. Connor was sensational in the game. And Murray added some of the plays he needed to. You can attack the secondary. Look, this one thing about this Bucks team, they have explosive players on the edges. But can they run? They're 32nd in rushing yards. They're 32nd in yards per attempt. And if this is a 40-game pass for Baker Mayfield, who's not healthy, then I don't think it spells a, a very good outcome for the Bucks. The other thing is, Eskin talked about it, this Bucks team loves to blitz, right? They love to come after you. And we watched Don Martindale blitz Jalen Hurts. you got to pay real close attention to it. 
He's going to bring pressure from Jalen Hurts' right to try to force him to his left so that he has to make plays. And we know his eye level is down. And his running ability, as Eskin said, is not the same it was last year. Doesn't break as many tackles as he did last year. So the Bucks' defense is formidable, especially in their up front. If they get pressure, and then one thing we do know, Hurts has turned the ball over. Not to the extent of Josh Allen, but he has turned it over. I didn't expect that that was the full breakdown I was going to get. I took a small money line play out on Tampa, Michael. I thought that you were going to talk me out of it today, but you just kind of confirmed a lot of the thoughts that I had. It's a lot of it's going to come down to, though, what is Baker Mayfield going to be able to do in controlling this offense? So I have a small play on the money yep. line, plus 138 for Tampa. And then I'm also thinking I'm going to do a same game teaser in the Steelers Bills game. Maybe Steelers plus 16 and under 45. What are we thinking? Come on. I like that. I do. I think 40. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> 16. Look, one thing about Josh Allen, he has won more games by more than seven points when he wins. I think he's over at like 70% of the time he does that. But you can't trust him from not turning it over. Yeah, this game just doesn't have blowout written all over it to me. That's a wrap for us today. Awesome show as usual. Good luck with your bets, ladies and gents. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.